Good morning. Come on. Welcome to church today. It's good to be in the house of the Lord today. My name is Andrew. I'm the lead pastor. Uh, I want to thank everybody that is watching us right now on YouTube and is going to listen to our podcast. Thank you for watching and listening and staying connected to Passionate Life Church. I want to speak to our online audience right now that watches us from all over the United States and different states, but is here home locally. We're entering in a season of generosity, and I don't want you to be excluded from that. It's just a great opportunity to bless our community. Uh, just like Jimmy said, we're, we have partnered with Littleton Family Services. They just have a great pulse on the needs of our community. And so last year, you, you'll see the angel tree out there. Last year, we did 76 kids. We provided uh, Christmas for 76 uh, uh, children last year, and we literally did it in one Sunday, okay? So we went to them and said, give us everybody you got. And so we have 137, okay? And some are moms on there, and some are dads, and some are whole family units. And so I want to encourage you uh, this week and then the weeks coming that you would pray about it, about sponsoring one of these, these families and one of these children. And then you online, I, we want you uh, to be part of this season of generosity. Uh, please email us at adminpassionatelifechurch at gmail.com. Get in touch with Jimmy and be part uh, of blessing our community so you can be blessed too, all right? Uh, man, we, I love you guys. Stay connected. Connected, um, even though you're not here physically, uh, man, 33% of the, the population in our country have completely disconnected uh, from church. Please don't disconnect. Stay connected. We love you. We're praying for you, and we can't wait to see you. Awesome. Uh, we are in a series. We're actually wrapping up a series uh, above all else today. Before we get into it, it is Veterans uh, Day on the 11th. If you are a veteran, can you just stand up? We just want to give you a hand clap and thank you for, for serving our country. Come on. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your service to our country. And so we have a tribute uh, video today that we want to show uh, just to honor your service and to remind us what an awesome country we live on, live in. Go ahead and Jay, roll the video. So good. So good. Again, thank you, veterans. We, we need that reminder sometimes, everything that is going on, the chaos of our country, that we do live in a great country. And there are many men and women that have laid down their life to, to keep this country free. And so we need to be reminded of that. And we've been in a series called Above All Else uh, through all the political chaos and, and, and everything that is happening. We need to be reminded that we don't worship a president, but we worship a king, right? Jesus is still king. He still sits on the throne. He's in control of our lives. No matter what is happening around us, we can look to Jesus. And we've been talking about above all else, we are Christians. And we talked about worry and, and we talked about hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. And last week we talked about please do not disturb. 
please do not disturb. Uh, we are trending in this, this, we've been trending this way as a culture with the invention of the smartphone of social distancing, right? Uh, before it was the four people sitting at a restaurant with their phones socially distancing from each other, right? And we, so we've been trending this way for a while now with the mask and, and, and uh, you know, the all the restrictions and, and you know, I'll walk into a, a grocery store and people won't even acknowledge me as a human. And it's though we have these, please do not disturb signs on our bodies saying, please do not disturb me. Well, what happens many times is what we're doing physically can seep into our spiritual lives. And we have the tendency to do this towards God. God, please do not disturb my life. And here's the issue with that. God is a disturber, okay? God loves to disrupt our lives. I look at the year 2020, okay? And listen, listen to me. This, we don't live in the twilight zone, okay? I promise you, January 1, we are going to be in a new year, okay? And... And we, we've been talking about disruption, right? God likes to disrupt uh, our lives, right? And we've been talking about how Jesus would, you know, him and his disciples, they were like, Jesus, what are we going to do today? He's like, we're going to disrupt the world. And, and I feel like 2020 has just been a great big disruption. Now, those of you parents, okay, and grandparents, all right? You ever, you ever try to have an adult conversation, all right? And you got little kids in the house? Dad, 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 dad. Yes. Can I have goldfish? Yeah. Dad, 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 dad. Where's my water bottle? Right? If we're not careful, right, if we're not careful, we can see the disruption that God is trying to do on the inside of us as annoying. We can, we can just see this year as just one annoying year. And it had, there has been times where it's been an annoying year. But here, here's the thing. Matthew 6.33, the first word in that passage is what? Seek Seek God. Seek the kingdom of God. And no matter what we're going through, we need to seek God's perspective and what he is doing behind the scenes because he is behind some of this disruption. Listen, he's not behind the coronavirus. He didn't bring the coronavirus, but God will use everything. God doesn't waste any opportunity to try and disrupt his people and try to disrupt his church and awaken us to the things that are happening. I've seen more churches call their people, more pastors call their people to prayer and, and fast and pray over these last several months than I ever have before. We as a church, we fasted and prayed in September. We've never done that before. And so there's a move of God that is happening where, where Christians all across our country are waking up and they're seeing the hurt and the brokenness that our country is in. If we don't seek the perspective of God, we're just going to think that this disruption has been annoying. 
We need to seek the perspective of what God is doing behind this disruption. Come on, let's pray, and we'll get into God's word today. Father, I thank you for this moment. I thank you for every person that's in this room today, God. Jesus, we thank you that you are our king and we follow you. I just come against every distraction and attack of the enemy this morning. I, can't, I come against the father of lies right now in Jesus' name, and I cast him back to the pit of hell. Holy Spirit, open our minds, open our minds. Let us receive your eternal word today, and let us leave this place a little bit closer to you and transformed and fired up and excited. Lord, just fill us with joy today as we leave this place in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen and amen. Matthew 6, 33. This has been our launching scripture over the last several weeks. Let's read it again. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. That's what we've been talking about. Man, we don't seek a temporary kingdom. We're seeking a eternal one. And live righteously and he will give you everything you need. I feel like this year, and, and uh, the, the main story that we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about the disciples as they were in a storm. I feel like this year has just been one big storm, right? Like, we're just, just one big storm, one after another, and the storm kind of changes whatever week we're in, right? Like, one week it's a rainstorm, another week it's a hailstorm, another week it's a hurricane, another week it's a tornado. It's just like one week, one storm after the other, but I'm telling you right now, God uses storms to stir his people up. It's just whether or not we're looking for God in the middle of the storm. So last week, I kicked off the series called Please Do Not Disturb, part A, and we, we had two points, and I got two more points today, and please do not disturbed. Two more things that divine disruption. Listen, we have to look for the divine in the disruption or we'll just think the disruption is annoying, okay? Number three, peace in the middle of a storm. We can find peace in the middle of the storm when we allow God to divinely disrupt our lives. Let's get into the word today, Matthew 14, 22 through 24. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples, you see that? Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves. Okay, Jesus insisted. I'm sure there was some banter and some argument. No, 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 Jesus, we want you to come with us. And Jesus is like, no, I need some alone time. Okay, you need to get in a boat and leave me alone, okay? And, and, and so he insisted, right? He insisted that they get on this boat. And I guarantee you at least one, at least Judas, okay? I, I think it was several of the disciples were complaining about God because he insisted them to get into the boat and now they hit this horrible storm. How many of you don't have to raise your hand, but how many of us have had the tendency in this year to blame God for our situation? 
That's what these disciples were doing. They were, man, Jesus told us to get in this boat. How dare him, man? If he was here, he would fix the situation. But man, he told, I can't believe Jesus told us to get in this boat when he knew that we were gonna run smack dab into the storm. I can't believe Jesus told us to live 2020 and he knew that all this was gonna happen. We have the tendency to blame God when we're not seeking his perspective in the middle of the storm. Let's continue with the story. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came towards them walking on the water. I just, I wonder about this. Was this Jesus' plan from the beginning? Like, like, what a way to travel, right? He's just like, I mean, did the disciples think, well, what, are you going to swim across? Are you going to catch another boat? And, you know, Jesus like, ah, well, I'm good. He just walks on water. Like, this is the way he decides to travel, right? So he's walking on water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. Look at this. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost, Fear can blind us from seeing God in the middle of the storm. When we are so riddled by fear, when when fear has overcome our lives, it will blind us from seeing God in the storm. Instead of the disciples saying, it's the Holy Ghost, we're saved. They were like, it's a ghost and it's gonna kill us. You know what I mean? Like they, were, they thought it, they're thinking worst case scenario. Okay, we're in a storm. We're probably gonna drown. Now all of a sudden this, this weird aberration comes in, you know, in the middle of the water. It's because they didn't have this perspective of seeing God in the middle of the storm because they were so overcome by fear. They go from fear to being completely terrified and they can't even recognize God. They can't even recognize peace in the middle of their circumstance. When we don't have this perspective that, that God is a disruptor, and he's, the, the, he's, the disciples didn't have that. They, they didn't have that mindset yet that God is a disruptor and he's, and he's trying to disrupt their lives. He's, he's trying to get their attention even through a storm. And so they're thinking, man, Things just got even worse. How many times in this year have we said that, man, this is just getting worse? Instead of seeing what and asking the question, God, what are you doing in this storm? What are you doing in 2020? Man, I remember when this, this thing first hit in, in March. My first question was like, God, what are you doing? And this is what he said to me. He said, Andrew, I'm in this. I'm in this. Just trust me. I am in this storm. But through all of this, all the things that are happening, economic stuff and and all of these things that happen, we can get swept up and distracted by fear. So the only thing that we're looking at is fear. Let's continue with the story. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid. Take courage. I'm here. That's a word for somebody today, okay? Don't fear. Be encouraged. Jesus never left us. He, he, 
The Trinity just didn't say, listen, we've been tired. We're just going to take 2020 off. Just let them figure it out, and we'll be back in 2021. You know, like, no, no, God is in this, and he's doing something in us. He's disrupting our lives. It's just whether or not we're going to pay attention. Listen, don't be afraid. Take courage. God is with us. He is in the middle of this. It's just whether or not we're going to see him. We see him in the storm. We see the peace in the middle of the storm. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Not, not such a great statement filled with faith. Jesus is like, yeah, come. So Peter went over the side of the boat, if you can imagine that, right? He, he, he stepped over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. It's like, just, just stop there for a moment. I don't know if you know this, but people can't walk on water. And he, he gets out of the boat and he's walking on water. He's literally doing something that is physically impossible. There is a miracle that is happening right under his feet. Listen, many of us are so distracted by all the stuff that's happening that we are missing the miracle that is right under our feet. He's doing the impossible. Why? Because he's obedient to the words of Jesus. He's able to step into the supernatural. Why? Because he's being obedient to Jesus. He's keeping his eyes fixed on God. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. So Peter is in the midst of this supernatural moment with him and Jesus, right? He's walking on water. He's doing something that is completely impossible. And what happens? What happens? He takes his eyes off of peace. He takes his eyes off the prince of peace. He takes his eyes off of God. He takes his eyes off of Jesus, right? And maybe a wave came up and splashed him in the face, you know what I mean? And he's just like, oh my God, you know... (laughs) I'm, I'm walking on water, you know what I mean? Like, you know, and he starts to see this, the storm and, and, you know what I mean? Maybe a fish flies by and he's just like, what am I doing, right? And all of a sudden he gets distracted and he gets caught up in the storm. The moment he takes his eyes off the Prince of Peace, the moment he takes his eyes off of Jesus, what happens? He sinks. The moment we get caught up in the storm of 2020 and everything that's happening in worst case scenarios and, and all, all this and that, we begin to sink. The moment we take our eyes off of Jesus, we can no longer experience the supernatural. We can no longer experience the miracles that he wants to do in our lives when we're so distracted by the storm when we're so distracted by everything that is around us, we're missing the miracle that is right under our feet. Let's continue. 
Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. Now, there are times, okay, I've, I've done this too, and, and I think we romanticize what it would be like to be one of the early disciples, right? We're, we're like, man, it would be so great to walk and talk with physical Jesus. And it would. It would, it would be so awesome. There would be times that would be really great, right? But these are the types of scriptures that we just kind of like, we skip through and we just kind of fast forward this side of Jesus's personality, okay? He says this, you have so little faith. Why did you doubt me? Basically, Jesus is saying, Peter, what is wrong with you? Bro, I'm right here. You're walking on what you're 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 walking on water. What do you think? I'm just gonna let you drown? Like, like what is wrong with your brain? Like, like, why do you doubt me? And listen to me. This is all of us, especially in this year, right? There's been moments that your pastor's got his hand first. There's been moments that I'm just like, God, where are you? I am sinking in this year. And I'm telling you, if Jesus was here, he would say the same thing that he said to Peter, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with your perspective? I am the God of miracles. I spoke and the world existed. You think a, a virus? You think I'm scared of a virus? Like, like you, I mean, you want to talk about a free medical plan for everybody, that was Jesus, okay? I mean, 20,000 people would show up in the woods. He would heal every single person. I mean, like, Jesus is like, Peter, are you serious? Like, you're afraid of the wind? God, we're serious, okay, we're serious of losing a job or losing money or, or, or man, having a different president or like like you really like you guys are you guys are worried about that like I am the king I control everything I am here in the middle of the storm what is your perspective why do you doubt me and I just believe this year has just been a year of stirring up God's people and saying why are you doubting me where's your faith in this moment because I'm in this, and I'm gonna, we're going to do something great together. Look at this, look at this. Then the disciples worshipped him. Oh, wait, wait. When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the Son of God, they explained. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. It is easy to worship God when there's peace. Oh, it's easy. When the bank account, when you got money in the bank account and the job's going well and the kids are doing good in school and everybody's healthy, it's easy to worship God in the peace. And listen, we're, we're going to experience a time of peace, trust me, okay? I don't know when, but it's coming. I'm not, I'm not prophesying the, the date or anything, but uh, we, like, it's like, 
we're, we're going to experience peace again in this land at some point. And, it, and when, it's, when things are going good, it's easy to worship God. But Jesus is looking for some people that will worship him in the middle of a mess, in the middle of the storm. They're saying, God, this looks bad, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see you. I'm going to find you in the middle of the storm. If we let God divinely disrupt our lives, we will receive peace. We will find peace no matter how big or chaotic the storm is. Number four, my fourth point today, the fourth thing that we can experience in divine disruption is healing. There was uh, this woman who had an issue of blood. She was labeled as unclean. And she had tried all of these doctors and all of these, all the medicine that you can possibly imagine. And she, she tried man's way and man's way did not work. And a desperate woman in her desperation, she, she sees Jesus in the middle of a crowd and she makes her way through it. She, I, I bet you she pushed some people out of the way in her desperation, and, and she get, probably gets to her, 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 her knees, and she grabs the robe of Jesus, and she's instantly healed. This lady disrupts Jesus' life because he was on his way to somebody else's house. And Jesus stops, and he says, who touched me? And he turns to this woman, and he says, your faith has made you, has, has brought you your healing. Now God wants to do physical healing and he will. When we let him disrupt our lives, he can bring physical healing to our lives, sometimes instantaneously, sometimes it takes a long time, but I'm telling you, more than physical healing, okay? God wants to heal our soul. Seek the kingdom of God. He cares about our eternity more than he does our temporary. He cares about our temporary, but he wants to heal all of us. He, he wants to heal everything, our mind, our body, our, our soul. And I'm telling you, I'm, I'm just warning you today that there are going to be things that have happened in this year that have hurt us, that have wounded us, and we don't even realize that it's wounded us. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I was uh, putting salt on our driveway, okay, uh, for the storm, the, the snowstorm that came. And, uh, of course, I have to do everything the hard way. And, and, you know, I got the bucket of salt, and it was, like, all together because it was, like, a year old. And so I had to smash it. You know, it was just a whole deal. Um, and, uh, you know, I was running in and out of the garage. And, of course, I was wearing shorts and flip-flops and... Um, <laughs> I, I nicked my shin on one of the kids' bike pedals, okay? I nicked my shin on it, and, you know, it was cold, and, and I had a little bit of adrenaline, you know, trying to get this done and, and you know, get all the salt out there. And, and uh, about two hours later, two hours later, uh, I was sitting on the couch. I was sitting on the couch with Dawn, and I looked down at my shin, and I had this big gash, and it was bleeding. And I was like, huh, that kind of hurts. But it wasn't until two hours later that I realized that something had wounded me, that I was hurt. 
And, and that's what's happening right now. We're, we're going to get through this. We're going to step into the peace of God. And there's going to be things that the Holy Spirit brings up. And you're like, huh, that really hurt me. And God wants to heal. He wants to heal everything in us. Proverbs 4, 20 through 22. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. The words of Jesus bring healing to our whole body body. That's, that's why we can't disconnect from the Word of God. That's why we can't stop praying. That's why we can't stop gathering together, because the words of Jesus heal our whole body. It's one of the reasons why Jesus died on the cross, so we could be made whole. We'll never be able to avoid brokenness completely, but we can be made whole because we serve the great physician and his name is Jesus. And he wants to heal all of us. And some of us have been hurt from church and from pastors and God wants to heal that wound. And some of us have been hurt and, and abused mentally with word. Man, God wants to heal those past hurts and pains. God, God is in the business of making us whole. Proverbs 3, 7 through 9. I'm going to end with this passage today. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Just leave that up for a moment. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord, shun evil. What does it mean to, to shun evil? Because apparently, this has something to do with us bringing health to our whole body. Listen, I'm telling you right now, we are surrounded by a lot of evil. And a lot of us are watching hours and hours and hours of it every single day. We're listening to hours and hours and hours of it every single day. And we're just opening our souls to fear and doubt and evil. And it's, and it's making our bodies weak and sick. You know, God invented the remote control with a power button on it so you could shut it off. Listen, you, we just have to shut the thing off and stop watching the, these things and stop listening to these things and start listening and watching the word of God and, and allowing that to nourish our soul because the very things that are, we're letting in are causing us to be sick. They're causing our, our minds to, to just stay in this cycle of, of negativity and fear and doubt. It's causing our minds to not see God in the midst of the storm. 
He wants to bring. He wants to bring healing to our whole body and our bones. And then he says, I want you to bring your first fruits. Do you know Jesus even cares about your finances? He wants your finances to be healthy. But the only way our finances are healthy is when we put God first in our finances. There's this thing called the tithe, 10%, bringing it to the storehouse, putting it first. And when we do that, our lives come under an open heaven and God can bless us. Not just financially, but our whole lives. Some 16 years ago, Don and I decided, hey, we're gonna put God first in our finances. And it took a while, but eventually our finances became healthy. Why? Because we put God first, even in our money. And here's the thing, this is what Jesus says about money. If you can't give cheerfully, don't give. Some of you probably never heard a pastor say that, to not give. Because, listen, listen, this is what Jesus knows. If you can't give cheerfully, you don't understand why you're giving. And if you don't understand why you're giving, then you shouldn't give. Because if you understood why you're putting God first in your finances, you would do a praise dance every time you gave to God. Because you're saying, God, I want my whole life healthy. Money has no grip on my life. I'm putting you first in every area, even in my finances, because I want my whole body to be healthy. I don't want anything to be held back, God. So I want you to have everything. Because I know you want me to be healthy. I want you to, I know, God, you want me to be whole. You want to heal everything in me, not just my physical body, but my emotions, my wounds. Here's the thing, guys. We're always in this constant healing motion. Want to know why? Because we live with other people. Okay, if you lived on Mars, you probably not have an issue, okay? But we live here, and we live around other people, and so God is constantly healing our souls because we're constantly having to forgive people. We're constantly being offended by people, right? We live in a world where we're around people, and so God is constantly healing us. And so we have to leave our souls open and allow God to disrupt our lives so he can bring healing. One last time, Matthew 6, Seek the kingdom of God. Seek God's perspective. Even in the year that we're having this year. Listen, in the beginning of the year, the word of the Lord that God gave us was raise the bar. The only way you get stronger is through resistance. I don't think anybody would argue that this has been a year of resistance. But I'm telling you, we're raising the bar as a church and we're getting stronger and we're gonna come out the other end of this stronger and better and more focused on all that God has in store for our lives. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything 
you need. Get rid of this. Get rid of this in every area of your life. Let him disrupt and disturb you. Let him give you his perspective. He's in the middle of all of our situations. Come on, let's bow our heads and close our eyes today as we go into our response time today. Maybe you'd say today, Pastor, I've never said yes to Jesus, and I need to today. I need to make that commitment to follow Jesus. Or maybe you've drifted from the truth. You've been caught up in the chaos of this world, and you've just gotten off track. And today's the day that you're going to give your life to Jesus. You're going to recommit your life to Jesus to follow him. Every head bowed, every eye closed, I would ask that you would do this as well. Online, be with us. If that's you, just slip up your hand this morning. I just want to pray with you. I'm not going to ask you to do anything embarrassing. Yes. Just slip up your hand. Yes. Just put it down. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. And I would just ask this morning that we'd all repeat this prayer as we help those making the greatest decision of their life today. Dear Jesus, I thank you for what you did on the cross. And I ask this morning that you would forgive me of all my sins that you would come into my life and be my Lord and King. And from this day forward, I will follow you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's give them a hand clap today. Heaven is rejoicing. Thank you so much for staying connected to Passionate Life Church. If you'd like more information, you can email us at passionatelifechurch at gmail.com. Be sure to like, subscribe, or share this with a friend. Thanks again, and we'll see you soon.